an actor, I made a career out of surviving personal and family dramas on daytime television. In real life, I've also had my fair share of challenges, just like everybody else. But TV and film can be a nice escape from our own daily struggles. But let's face it, life is not TV and film. Yeah, it's time to keep it real. With Real Conversations with Jacob Young, sponsored by Boys Town. My guest this week has been a mate since we were in our 20s. Now, he's been nominated for an Emmy as Pine Valley's answer to James Bond. And in the role of Aiden Devane on All My Children. You know, he's he's been in music videos. And then he was a celebrity contestant on the season 10. Season 10, guys. Dancing with the Stars. And recently, you've seen him as the former British Royal Marine, Brad Montgomery. Tyler Perry's hit series, If Loving You Is Wrong. I don't know, is it wrong? My guest this week is one of my best friends. And his name is Turner. Aiden Turner. You know what time it is. It's time to keep it real with Real Conversations with Jacob Young. Aiden, welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, my good friend? That was a good intro. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's good to see your smiling face. You look so handsome. You look recharged. Were you recently on a vacation? You know, I took a road trip with my son and Jessica down to uh, see a friend in Florida. And uh, I never realized just how easy it was just to get in the car, pack it up. And um, we drove eight hours down to Florida and it was one road. And the, the car did most of the work. You just put it in, um, what is that mode, they the, call the, it? I've the, never the, really done it before. The, the, I'm not going to put my hands on the wheel and just allow it to drive itself? Yeah, well, it's not a <laughs> Tesla, but it's, uh, it, it did, um, if a car pulls in front of you, the car slows down and the car, you know, gets back into its original yeah. lane and then your car speeds up again. All you have to do is steer. Yeah, it's just it's sort of an and automatic. Yeah, automatic. The the, the brain of yeah. the car, the the uh, the um, you know the 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 the, the engineer, the engineering takes over, right? It just it yeah. start it stops the car. You accelerate. You just keep it on. Um, gosh, what? Are we, why are we drawing a blank on this? Uh, we've automated, <laughs> yeah. automated. Is that what we're saying? Automated it's driving. Yeah. Automated driving. Yeah, so yes. you put it. I put it at seventy six miles an hour. In case you know there's any uh, any cops out there that want to um, try and get me for speeding, I figured you know they probably won't pull me over. They'll pull the guy going 79 or 81 or something. So um, made it down there safely and really got some good relaxing, uh, some time, some good sunshine, some good sleep. So no late nights and lots of water, lots of uh, lots of water. So I, I feel great. It's good. Sometimes it's good just to. Get out the house that you've quarantined in for a, for a year. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Getting out, and it, you know, even if your car is automated, you just have to tell the officer, "No, it wasn't me. It was the automation, sir." <laughs> yeah, I have a really big fat thumb, and uh, I pressed the wrong button. I was trying to uh, turn up the radio, and uh, I ended up speeding up by accident. <laughs> so sorry, officer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one it is a good one 
Well, no, but I'm glad you recharged. I'm glad you got the water of life in you. And, you know, it feels good, right? It feels good to be able to, you know, recharge the batteries. <clears throat> We've known each other for a very long yeah. time. Ever since I've known you, you've always been into exercising. You've always been physically fit. What kind of benefits do you get from exercise for a healthy body, healthy mind? Oh, absolutely loads. Well, I can tell you what benefits I uh, don't get when I don't exercise. Um, you get a lot of, um, you know, feeling uh, tired, feeling a little older, feeling um, sometimes like a little, a little depressed. Um, the opposite of optimistic. Um, so that when, so when I do work out and I try and do uh, at least forty-five minutes every day, um, I feel. Uh, very optimistic, very energetic. I feel young, um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And uh, I have lots more energy throughout the day and just great positive thoughts. And then through positive thinking, uh, positive things happen and um, just have so much more energy. And, you know, it's the last thing you want to do when you first wake up in the morning. But they say um, if you do anything for two weeks, uh, it becomes a habit. So that's that goes for good things and bad things. So I try and do, uh, I try and do it every day and I take maybe one or two days off a week if I get sore. Um, but yeah, the benefits really are, they just, they outweigh the soreness, you know, and after you're, a while you don't get sore anymore. Your endorphins kick in when That's you're it, exercising. The, the dolphins. The dolphins. The dolphins. <laughs> the dolphins. I get so crazy yeah. cause the dolphins make me cry. Well, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. And it also helps, uh, it also helps your DNA. And uh, when our DNA breaks down, that's when the aging process sort of uh, um, speeds up. And so, you know, you can whack as many uh, eye cream, expensive eye cream on your face and, um, and on your body. But if, uh, if you're not healthy from the inside and you're not hydrated from the inside and, and, um, you know, making your blood move around and exercising your heart, then, um, it doesn't matter uh, how expensive your uh, face cream is. You're unfortunately going to, basically you'll be decaying. Your DNA will be breaking down. So, um, Exercise is good for all of us. Well, I mean, now that I know that I'm going to internally turn into a witch, I'm going to absolutely <laughs> make sure that I'm hydrated and that I, you know, and that I'm getting the heart going and, and, and making yeah. sure that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting out there every day. You know, we, we gotta, we've actually spent some time together. We've done some, uh, some long run jog walks. Uh, I've, I've recently visited yeah. Aiden down in Atlanta and visited his beautiful family and, you know, it's such a treat. It's such a treat seeing Aiden, you know, for anybody who's out there that knows who Aiden is, of course, we haven't even even gotten into that, but you're obviously, you're tuning into the podcast because you obviously know that I know really freaking important people like Aiden Turner. And, um, and anyway, we spent some time together and we, and we, um, is this Aiden, is this Aiden Turner? Uh, Yes. So, so anyway, we, you know, we, we went we, on an eight mile walk. We, um, yes. when we got back, we looked at map my walk. It was, um, mark my words. We mapped our walk and, um, it, it was, uh, eight miles. No wonder my hamstrings and uh, my hips were, were really, really sore. I couldn't even bend down to, to pick up a $10 bill if there was one on the floor. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And it's good to keep moving. And, um, 
especially when you're learning lines. I love to be on a treadmill uh, learning lines or hiking or um, being outside learning lines uh, whilst walking is um, is one of my one of my sort of secrets into getting the dialogue into your head and a couple of nights sleep as well. Um, but yeah, we, we had a, we had that, that eight mile walk was, uh, was amazing. That was right before, um, right before you went to work that day. That was yeah, amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing in a, such a beautiful area. So many cool restaurants. All I kept thinking about was like, man, I, I want to get done with this walk so I can eat at one of these places. It's a, such a lovely neighborhood, but speaking of eating, you're an amazing cook, right? And, and, and I know this because I've, been there and like he's cooked for me i know how you've contemplated you know putting a cookbook together how can eating well affect your mental health you know, um that's a really good question and I'm, I'm glad you asked i do love to cook and um you know i like like anybody i like uh to eat some naughty things like uh, you know pizza and um and bread and and, and stuff like that but uh, I find that tends to make me again um, feel kind of tired and lethargic and sort of uh, um, uh, not motivated, which is uh, which is great for a Sunday. So it's great for a cheat day. But when you have uh, you know lots of pressure on and lots of work and lots of people depending on you and and you really need your focus, um, coffee only really lasts for a couple of hours, and then once that caffeine sort of uh, buzz goes, you know you're back to really what you've put into your body is the fuel that you need. So I love to, um, I love to really cook sort of Mediterranean style these days. Uh, even if it's cold outside and it's not as hot as it is in Greece, I really love to do, um, you know, lots of tomato. I say tomato, but lots of tomatoes, sort of feta cheese, um, tomato, uh, tomato, spinach and kale, olive oil, you know, definitely that, not necessarily to lose weight, not eating salads to lose weight, but just like a really great salad bowl is amazing. You get brown rice, uh, some chopped up kale and chopped up spinach. You squeeze lemon and put some olive oil over it. You chop up, you know, a little bit of tomatoes and stick that in there. And then um, you can, you know, do a grilled chicken breast and chop that up, put that in there, some carrots. And, and it's just uh, that for me the fuel that I get from that again, I'm like, you know, if I go for a run and then I have that for lunch or whatever, I honestly, I have so much energy and I feel amazing, feel positive. And you know, you, when you feel great and you feed your body what it actually needs, it's, it's amazing how much you can accomplish, not only accomplish, but also like, you know, going back this last year and, you know, having all this anxiety with not working and what's what's the world going to be and how are we going to get back and, you know, hearing the news every day of companies and big companies like losing billions of dollars and, you know, you can get through anything if you're positive and a positive outlook uh, can really only come with exercise or diet. And when you do both together, it's amazing. Like you are starting, unstoppable. Starting from those building blocks, those building blocks of health with diet, you know, with exercise. Yeah. Exactly what Aiden is saying. For anyone who indulges Aiden in too much fast food, just because it's an easy and convenient thing that they do, 
What can you suggest for like a simple fast food? As the chef that you are, like what would be something that somebody go, hey man, it's in almost everybody's fridge. If I just, you know, you might have to buy it. You might have to go out and buy it, but it should become something standard, a quick snack. Give us one. What what I love is uh, I love Costco because, you know, if you can buy things in bulk, that's great. And you've got space to store it. That's great. And they do these like little tiny um, uh, hummus. Some people say hummus. I'm not sure the correct uh, pronunciation, but hummus, it comes in a, like a little jar and you can, you know, either scoop it out with your finger or you can, you know, if you have um, a little um, teaspoon, you can eat that. And that's really healthy for you and it gives you some energy and uh, sort of settles your stomach. Um, it's an easy, quick thing to grab before you're going out of the door in the morning, you know, when you've got coffee in one hand, hummus in the other. Um, but also, like fast food is, it's it's okay if you want to in a while, um, but generally, like, it's uh, because there's so many fast food places all over America, and America is such a big, vast, massive landmass. The 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 food that they get is all got preservatives in it and sugars and and things like that to make it taste good so it tastes good going down but then once it gets into your digestive system there's no real goodness in there to give you any fuel you know it's almost like putting um water in in your car and expecting it you know to drive it's not it's not going to work um so like i love burgers if you, you can go and get some ground beef from uh, from the supermarket, from Kroger or Ralph's or uh, Publix or whatever. And, you know, you can take it out and you can make your own burgers and just chop up a little onion and put a few herbs, tiny pinch of salt and pepper. And, you, you know, you can put that with some uh, avocado oil or coconut oil in a pan and then um, put that, a nice healthy piece of cheese on that and, uh, and a bun. You can eat a burger. And I tell you what, you, you'll feel great. And it'll only, only take about eight minutes, I would say. All of that nutrition advice is is so great. And thank you so much for offering some of those those easy recipes and also just some ideas about, you know, nu- nutrition and a healthy mental outlook. Now, you and I are both dads, switching the gears a little bit here, Aiden. You have two beautiful children. How has being a dad changed you and your priorities? Oh, that's really another very good question, Mr. Young. Um, well, I tell you what, uh, it's it's amazing. Um, I love my family. I love my cousins, you know, my mum and dad and um, my brother, etc. But then when you have, when, when you have, um, I love my car, my skateboard, but when you have a baby, so the, the most amazing thing happens. You spend nine months worrying, absolutely worrying and being like, uh, so sort of anxious but you know am I going to be a good father am I um what am I going to do my life's going to change uh do I have enough money and what about education oh god I'm I'm so young um how, how am I going to you know how am I at this stage of my life and then all of a sudden it's you know after that nine months of uh, crazy anxiety and worry you see this beautiful little thing and and you hold it in your arms and you just Everything's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, you, you feel, I don't know, I felt my heart get like 
35% bigger, maybe 50% bigger. And um, I just thought, no matter what happens, I'm just going to do everything I can, everything that's um, in, you know, in my power that, that a, I can do that a, to be the best person be I can be to be the best dad for this young little human. And then when they get to, uh, you know, four and five, and then you really start to enjoy them, you, you get all this love back. And um, it's just one of the most amazing experiences. So we talked about the challenges of being a dad. Now, we first met each other in New York City while working on All My Children. Fans still tell me every day how much they miss the show. And it was a very special time. Actors always say this, but it's true, right? We really were a family. In fact, I remember Michael Knight always talk, calling you fish and chips. What are some of your fond memories of your time as Aiden, Aiden Devane on All My Children? Well, I remember the, the first time um, I was on the set, I worked with um, Anna Devane and David Haywood, the, the, those characters, right? And so um, Vincent was such a, a nice man. He's like, hey, uh, now you've got to step right here. And, oh, don't look over there because uh, that's the, the fourth wall. And so I got all this advice because um, you know, working on a soap, you have to always hit your mark and stuff like that. And, and um, that's where all the lighting is. And, yeah, so it's just the first day was kind of intense, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Finola Hughes was also, you know, she was just so uh, caring and uh, kind and uh, generous. Everybody really looked after everybody there. We were like a family. Some of my best memories was, um, I suppose, the Emmys that first year. I was there and I saw, uh, you know, Josh DeMille, uh, he won an Emmy. And I said to myself, right, okay, I'm going to work and work and work as hard as I've ever worked. Because I want to be, you know, in that position this time next year. And I remember being in the same position the year after at the Emmys, uh, nominated for an Emmy. Didn't win. Fortunately, at the time, I didn't want to win because I didn't want to go up on stage. But um, <laughs> it was, it was. I just the first six months, it was so many pages of lines. I remember living in Brooklyn Heights, and I just was overwhelmed with the amount of words that I had to learn and. Uh, just the, the amount of hard work that you have to put in. You just have to have a script in your hand 24 hours a day. But I got used to it, and I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed you know, meeting all the, uh, the amazing hardworking actors on that show. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, I got this uh, love interest, Eva LaRue, you know, playing Maria Santos. And uh, it was, it, that was an amazing experience to work with her because sometimes she never stuck to the script guys now i gotta tell you this now tyler perry studios is it's a massive complex it's it's the i think the largest studio in all of america actually um for those of you who haven't kept up it's acres and acres and acres of studio land um that he's creating down there with so many wonderful shows and aiden has been a part of uh if loving you was wrong and he has a star on the Walk of Fame at the Oprah Winfrey soundstage there. Tell us about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, a, that, that was a, uh, a very big surprise. So Tyler Perry just recently, um, before the opening of his studios, he, um, 
he he had a um, he was given a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame out in Hollywood, and then he had this really big opening that he had planned with everybody that you can think of in Hollywood, you know, and Oprah, Will Smith, and the, the just the the list was just huge. All these stars flying in and their private jets and stuff, and it, so he gave you know ten sound stages he he gave them these names of all these amazing african american artists and actors and so we were there invited um to to the opening of the studio he had been open for two years but he had finished everything and 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 basically put on this massive uh celebrate uh celebration this party and uh so we see this this wonderful um uh Soundstage had all this amazing decorations and food and, you know, bartenders and all these famous people, all these A-listers. And then Jennifer Hudson sang and then she sang another song and then these doors opened up and basically she kept on singing all the way to the Oprah soundstage, which is right at the end. So right as we got to the end and all these other actors were um, celebrated being having a... um, a soundstage named after them. They broke champagne, you know, um, and all these fireworks went off. Just as we're about to enter the Oprah Winfrey soundstage, and they unveiled these uh, these stars on the on the floor. And um, I never knew, you know, that this was taking place. It was a great surprise. And then so some of the the, the good actors, the oh, sorry, the the main actors from If Loving You Is Wrong. And um, this, you know, this, uh, the second popular show on Oprah Winfrey Network, they had these stars there that built in concrete that my son and daughter can go visit one day when they do a studio tour, which is just such a great honor. And he's such a classy man to you know to to do that to have his star out there and in Hollywood, and then to just to be thoughtful enough to do that for some of his uh, main actors. This might sound like a redundant question, but you, you kind of explained it, but how did it make you feel when you saw that? (laughs) Well, I think at the, uh, at the time I was so surprised. I was overwhelmed and um, with all the fireworks and all the, you know, the glitz and the glamour on, on that night that um, actually kind of made me kind of emotional. You know, it's just a, a lot of hard work goes into learning lines and performing and and crying sometimes within within scenes, you know, and having lots of uh, uh, late nights and early mornings and very little sleep. And um, to have all that glitz and glamour of, you know, all the, these wonderful people around and everyone being celebrated, it made me kind of emotional. I was just I was right there and I remember looking at Jessica uh, that was right in front of me and all my fellow actors that, you know, we'd spent five years uh, working together, um, making some really, uh, some great drama for the Oprah Winfrey Network. And I was, uh, I was taken back and, um, you know, um, shed a couple of tears in, in, in joy. And I guess I was just really overwhelmed and surprised. That that is that's powerful, man. That is absolutely powerful stuff. When you have the realization that all the dedication and all the tenacity. I was just speaking with Rick Benatar, who was just my last guest, and he's a big, big movie producer, and and he was like, 
the one thing you guys cannot do is give up. You have to have tenacity, even at a production level, right? You go, oh, this producer's got everything. Like a Tyler Perry. But, Absolutely. You, you know, that doesn't come without re- rejection, but it also comes with, it doesn't come without reward. And it was so nice that Tyler Perry was to a- be able to reward his actors and the Oprah Winfrey, you know, family to do that. And congratulations, man. That is massive. Yeah, thank you. It's good. It was it was an amazing experience. I love it. And then, of course, soon, soon, uh, as Monday came around, you're back auditioning, auditioning, and then, or you know, you're working um, back at the studio, and um, of course, you know. Speaking of auditioning, though, but you, you recently have done a film. I saw a lot of the photos on your Instagram. It looks it looks pretty scary. I was gonna oh, say. Yeah. Tell, oh, yeah, tell us uh, tell us about uh, hunting souls. So this, I've always wanted to do a horror movie. I'm not a big fan of watching them because um, you know I, I like to have a good night's sleep, and um, so uh, you know that scream is probably the uh, the most horrific movie I, I, horror movie I could watch. So last year I really you know put it on my vision board, and then all of a sudden. Um, I booked this movie called Hunting Souls, and it's about a couple that have this amazing daughter that's seven years old, and she's going through some what the parents think is neurological problems, and she has a fever, and she's waking up in the middle of the night, and um, the parents are doing everything they can to sort of uh, help their child, and they've taken you know, their daughter to the hospital and, and trying to uh, figure out these doctors can't figure out what's wrong with her. And then we find out, I don't want to give uh, too much away, but we find out that there is a demon that is hunting souls and um, becomes a really menace in, in the household. And uh, yeah, in my character, Mike, he, um, yeah, he works really hard as an engineer. He has this amazing job, and he comes home, and, and the wife is stressed, and the the you know the house is there's there's just energy there that they can't explain, and it's it's really well shot by this um, amazing director and um, writer creator Diego Silva. He's from Colombia, and he's an Emmy award winning director uh, too. And it's just the way he shoots and the way he directs and writes it's just so high quality and it takes so much time over over every shot and it was so great to work with him and work in that environment to really um jump into the character and um just you know to shoot this movie over a five-week period and there's so many long days we work six days a week because of of covid we we just got it done and everyone was isolated and we all took, you know, took all the precautions. We got tested four times a week and luckily we, you know, we got through it over that five week period and I really can't wait for it to come out. I'm very proud of this project. And um, well, it sounds so awesome. And I know everybody who follows you and has watched all my children, who's watched if loving you was wrong are so excited to see this. How can they find out more about this? Do you have it on your social media or have you been tagging anything? Can they? And where can people find you? 
Um, at Aiden Turner, A-I-D-E-N Turner, uh, for Instagram and, uh, and Twitter. Um, but also, um, hashtag hunting souls. It should be out this, uh, this summer, mid June. So, so I'm told, um, shopping around festivals at the moment um but it's going to be international so well, it's not going to be under the we're radar, all looking sure. we're all looking for hunting souls you know let us know keep us posted and uh i will absolutely be keeping everybody posted too as soon as aiden's uh film c- comes out and uh i'll be posting on my social media as well aiden there's only one more question i have for you and i want to say first of all i appreciate it and guys if you love this you know th- this podcast you know, don't be afraid to rate it or leave a comment. Aiden, the question is, he ain't heavy. He's my brother, which means at some point in our lives, somebody has carried us. I know people have carried me through the great, the thick, the thin. Who carried you? Um, well, definitely my mom has always been there as a, as a great um, source of, of, of help and some someone to fall back on, uh, you know, during hard times or breakups or, um, you know, definitely being sick at school and, and, you know, she's always been a good mentor of mine. And I want to thank you today, of course, for joining me. And we've known each other since we were practically kids and you really are like a brother to me. And it's always, always nice to hang out with an old friend. I'm looking forward to seeing as all of your fans are, Hunting Souls with Aiden Turner. And I'll be seeing you again in person soon. Guys, yeah, absolutely. And follow guys Aiden on his social media platforms. Check him out. You're going to keep everything up to date with what's going on. All Aiden Turner, all the time, 24-7. Beautiful family. And the guy just keeps pumping it out. Aiden, I just want to say thank you, man. And uh, thanks for being on Real Conversations. Thanks. Really appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, no. Thanks, man. Good luck. Good luck, everybody. And um, appreciate talking to you. Real Conversations is proud to announce our partnership with Lane Frost Brand. We'll be doing a monthly giveaway of a different item each and every month. So be sure to enter. All you have to do is follow at Real Conversations with Jacob on Instagram, tag two friends, and be sure to download the latest episode of my podcast. And in the meantime, make sure you check out all the amazing merchandise for the whole family at lanefrost.com. That was a great interview with Aiden Turner. I'd now like to bring on the manager of Boys Town National Hotline and our resident professional, of course, Chris Hallstrom. How are you? Awesome. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. I've got a new microphone. I don't know if you could tell. Oh, yeah. You sound awesome. I sound like a radio distro. More awesome than normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a very fine compliment. I'll take it where I can get it. Um, so, yeah, so uh, great interview with Aiden Turner. He's he's a dear, dear friend of mine. He's also been nominated for an Emmy. He was on Tyler Perry's If Loving You Is Wrong, and he's got a new movie coming out as well. And as long as I've known Aiden, he's been super into his mental health, also because of physical health. He feels more grounded when he's physically active. Can you speak to our audience a little bit about that? Well, the thing that I loved to hear him talk about is how he knew he was very in tune with his body, what it is he needed um, to to keep fueled, whether it was the exercise, the food. Um, And he used the analogy about um, 
if you're not doing it right, I don't know exactly how he said it, but it's like putting water into your gas tank of your car. It's just not going to get you anywhere. So that was very insightful, I thought, and a really good analogy for people. And honestly, it's it's what you eat. Um, it's exercise. It's how you treat yourself. Um, yeah, if you're putting the wrong stuff in, um, it, it is like just putting water into a gas tank. It's yeah. not going to keep you moving. If you're putting garbage in the tank, you're going to feel like garbage. For exactly. Sure. Exactly. And he knew exactly what he needed to do. This is the first time I've, I've heard an interview that you've done where I've been so hungry. <laughs> he was talking about a hamburger <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, now I want to eat. Well, um, it's funny you mentioned that because in his spare time when he's not acting and he's not doing all the dad duties and, and, and being a husband, he's a chef. He actually cooks He in, in, he's taking classes and he's, uh, he's actually, he's, he's contemplated writing a cookbook as of recently. Oh, that's impressive. That's cool. No, I, like I said, I, I got hungry after listening to you. talk. And I have to tell you, I've been to his house several times and (laughs) he does make a darn good meal. That's Uh, good. And so I understand why you're hungry because I'm hungry now just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, but you know, you know, again, it's uh, I guess a lot has to do with keeping a, a good mental outlook. You know, making sure that he really touched on that. As, you know, and as long as I as know, I've known him uh, back in the, all my children days when I first got to know him, I would see him in the morning and I'd be coming in sleepy eyed, and he'd be like, "Well, mate, I've ran uh, five miles this morning, and it's already like it's seven o'clock in the morning." I'm like, what? <laughs> you did what today? So he's always been, he's been an advocate and that's what works for him. You know, everybody has their own way of coping with the stress. And when I say stress, I mean, it's multiple pages of dialogue on a particular show. So that was, that was his form of sort of coping and making sure that he felt in his good mental space. Now, he also talked about being overwhelmed as an actor at times. Uh, You know, what are some good ways that somebody could decompress from being overwhelmed. Some, some things that maybe you teach some of the, the, the kids or parents for that matter um, through Boys Town's education. Well, one of the things that um, I appreciated was how he was able to kind of spin things. So he was talking about um, how he was overwhelmed as an actor with having to learn so many um, uh, different pages of dialogue, but he still wasn't like really complaining about it. To look back now, he was able to look back at it and see how um, how it helped him work harder and um, how he learned from doing that. So one of the things, a lot of times, it's just that turning those negatives into positives. Um, like, look at the bright side of things. Don't look at things as if um, your glass is half empty. Look at it as half full. Um, and be able to look back on the things that you've done and achieved and um, appreciate the work that you've put into it and not focus on the bad things. I know we've talked about that several times. It's so easy to focus on the bad things in life and not the good things and the things you've accomplished, even if it's in a day or an hour, or if it's 60 pages of dialogue or had to talk with a bunch of people or whatever it is your job requires or your duties are as a parent, a mom, a dad, Folk, try to focus on the good things that you are doing throughout the day and recognize that, right? Right. And just find those things, you know, everybody's different. If um, he talked about how exercise was so important to him, I don't remember how many, how long he said he exercised every day. But oh, prob- probably way more than he probably to- should. <laughs> 
my mind went to, okay, well, that doesn't sound like something that, that would maybe be something I'd turn to do, but everybody's different. That's the thing. You got to know what it is that refuels you and um, revives you and helps you face the next day. So what, what are the things that, that help him aren't the things that are going to help me. And maybe they aren't the things that are going to help you either. So it's very individual and you just have to, um, figure out what those, those different coping strategies are for you each day. Right. He also talked about the honor that he was given by Tyler Perry, the Oprah win, you know, the own network. He got this star, you know, on their walk of fame at Tyler Perry studio, which is a massive complex down in, in Atlanta. It's a big honor. It was a big honor for him. It's a big honor for anybody that's had that. And, but you know, when the, when it was all said and done and he was no longer shooting on that show, he still had to go out and he still had to audition and he still had to keep moving forward and, and deal with the same kind of rejection after having that kind of recognition and job security. Right. Um, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting, um, the way he said that too, because that whole night was full of glamor and everything. But then on Monday he was running for auditions and, you know, getting down to work. And I think that's, we all have to keep our, our feet on the ground. You know, sometimes very exciting things happen, but we haven't hit the end point yet. We need to keep working. Um, we're never a finished product. So he might've gotten a, a really great um, recognition, but reality hits and you got to keep working forward. So yeah, the glitz and glamor, they're not always going to stay around. Um, right. And, and it's up to in, any individual. It doesn't matter if it's, if you're the, we talked about this too. If, if you're the cafeteria uh, cook, you know, try to be the best cafeteria cook you can. Exactly. If you're an actor, look, it's a real hard road. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have the red carpet and other times you're not. You're just going to have to get back up and you're going to pick up the pieces and and put the best you forward. And I like that, too. I like that he was talking a lot about that because let's face it, like in my career, ninety nine point nine percent of all actors are struggling actors. Right. Um, there's a lot of competition that's out there. And and that's basically I think what he was saying is like, look. I have to have an optimistic attitude. I have to work out. I have to keep a positive, you know, forward motion that's going on in my life and not just get complacent and be, yes, recognize the reward, right? How, how important is that, right? To recognize right. when you actually do something good. Right. And in the end, it's all about being self-motivated. You know, you can get accolades and reinforcement from all sorts of people around you, but you can't just rest on that. You have to be self-motivated to keep going and the positive self-talk, pray to yourself, um, whatever it takes to just keep moving forward. Yes. Yes. Praise yourself, people. So, so important. I know I find myself getting on myself all the time and I, I even talk to myself and I think that's not normal. Is it normal to <laughs> talk to myself? I feel like I, I find myself catching myself talking to myself, but I find myself working through the issue when I do right. that. Um, uh, and, and Kristen, my wife will go, what did you just say? I'm like, I wasn't talking to you. Right. Like, Who were you talking to myself? <laughs> right. I think that happens at my house occasionally too. So <laughs> I think that's kind of normal. 
Yeah, it sure is. Well, it, it was a great conversation with Aiden and he is an inspiration and he just keeps, keeps putting it out there. And, um, and he's an inspiration to every young actor that's, uh, wanted to, uh, be nominated for an Emmy or be on a successful TV series. So it was a uh, really wonderful catching up with him and wonderful catching up with you too, Chris. You too, Jacob. I think you ought to adopt a British accent though. Well, really should I adopt a British <laughs> accent? Cause I enjoyed that. I enjoyed listening to his voice. That was cool. Well, he's got that one from Hertfordshire. So it's a bit of a Cockney accent. I think <laughs> You're doing pretty good. Look at that. I could, I could just go from <laughs> one realm to the next. Exactly. Well, uh, well, I'm going to consider that. I'm going to think about, uh, you know, adopting a British accent. Maybe I can fool everybody I've ever auditioned for. There you for. go. <laughs> well, that's about all the time that we have today. Real Conversations with Jacob Young. The Mental Health Podcast is sponsored by Boys Town. At Boys Town, their slogan is... He ain't heavy. He's my brother. And for over 100 years, folks, Boys Town has been saving children and healing families. And they're only one call away. And they're always there to help. So please go to boystown.org for all the details on how to access Boys Town's health services or simply just go to yourlifeyourvoice.org. Or if you're in crisis or need immediate help, please call the trained counselors at the Boys Town National Hotline at 800-448-3000 or text voice to 201 201- Two one. That's two zero one two one. Thank you for joining me on Real Conversations. I'm Jacob Young. Until next time, love yourself and love each other. <laughs> <laughs>